Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates and you are listening to episode 185 of the Wannabe Clutter Free podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about what to do when you get too many gifts, or more likely, your kids get too many gifts. I know last week I teased that I would start talking about resolutions and goals for the new year, but it just didn't feel right to leave December behind so quickly when I know gift-giving, receiving, and what to do with all the stuff that you get this month creates a challenge for so many. So I'll get to those resolutions next week and what I actually recommend we do instead of resolutions And this week, we will get into the heart of all the stuff surrounding us. However, before I get ahead of myself, I do want to make sure that I say a big, big thank you to all of you for joining me today. 2023 was a wonderful year, and I absolutely could not have done it without all of you listening. I still pinch myself to make sure that I'm not dreaming when I tell people that I am a podcaster and this is actually my job. I love connecting with all of you and hearing about your journeys and successes. I also love being able to work through the things that you want to change, and I love doing that with you. So please, please, please continue to reach out to me. I know life is busy, and so I will continue to do my best to give you concrete information that you can take with you today and with every episode to alleviate some of the hectic nature of motherhood. And it's not just from me, but from a whole myriad of guests. So thank you. I just am so in awe of being able to talk to the people I talk to and work on the problems I work on and help you solve them in your life too. It is so amazing. And my goal really is to inspire you into action so that you can reach those goals and fully step into the person that you want to be. Because you can listen to me talk about this stuff, but until you actually do something with the information you learn, whether it's on this podcast or anywhere else in your life, 
you will not actually feel the benefits for yourself. And I know you can do this and I am here to help you. And I also want to help any friends or family that you have in your life that need to hear this message too. So feel free to share this podcast with them. Because again, you having a buddy along for the journey will make it so much easier and so much more fun. And when that happens, you actually will make the changes. So sharing this show is the best way for me to get the word out, letting people know how they can let go of their clutter and how it can free them up for a world of possibilities that you never imagined possible. But what happens is you also get somebody to come along with you on the journey and your conversation changes. It goes from just me doing this thing and you talking about your relationships and what's going on in life to talking about the goals you've set for your home and your life and working together to reach them. So it is amazing. So if you don't have anybody on this journey with you, share the show with them and see if you can get them to come on board and start organizing and decluttering and taming that to-do list and adding more happiness in their life and doing it together. It is so much more fun, I promise. Because I am on a mission to spread that message to as many women as I can. And I think if you have a friend doing it with you, it's going to be wonderful. And you will be able to help me fill the world with women who are happy and striving and doing the things that they want to do and filling up their cup. And I think that would be an amazing place. Don't you? So thank you again from the bottom of my heart for an amazing 2023. I cannot wait to see what 2024 is going to bring. But that's enough housekeeping for today. Let's get back to today's topic and discuss what to do when you are overwhelmed by all the presents that entered your home this holiday season. So today I'm actually going to focus mostly on grandparents overgiving because that is what I hear the majority of the time. But maybe it's not the grandparents in your life. Maybe it's the siblings, the aunties, the cousins that give a lot. But the reasons why and the steps to alleviate it are going to be very similar. So we will just start here knowing that I'm talking mostly from grandparents, but knowing that you can apply it to all the generous people in your life, okay? All right, so why do grandparents gift so much? Well, you know, the reason is a lot of people have been told that the more you give, the more you're showing your love, right? We see those marketing messages all the time in our life. And we see that with, I mean, can you imagine somebody gifting you a car for Christmas? But we see that on the commercials and then people dream that somebody should be giving them a car for the holidays. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of a gift, that is a lot. So, you know, when we see these things, we think, well, I'm supposed to be giving as much as I can, but that's not really what's the special part about the holidays. But that is one of the reasons. It is a tangible way for grandparents to show their love to their grandkids. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With Earn In, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the Earn In app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earn In, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? 
Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right. So why do grandparents give so much? Well, the number one reason why grandparents gift so many presents to their grandkids is because it's the way that they can show their love to them. It's a tangible way for the kids, the grandkids, to look back and say, oh, grandma or grandpa gave me this thing. And that is how they feel like they are able to show their love in a tangible way. It's really hard when they're not around the grandkids as much as they were around their children. So that's the first reason, right? To be able to show their love. It's a way for them to quantify their love and take something that is so intangible and bring it into the physical space. The second reason is that they now have more money than when they were younger, right? So when you're in the middle of your life and you're raising your children, things are pretty stressful. You've got to deal with your house. You've got to deal with the eventual retirement. You've got to deal with your kids' daycare. You've got to deal with putting food on the table every day. Prices are rising. You've got to deal with extracurricular activities. You've got to think about your own retirement. You've got to think about college. You've got all of these fees right now, all of these things that are really expensive in your normal everyday to day life. And then you've got these really expensive things looming just on the horizon. And it's very stressful when you are in the middle period of your life dealing with all of these financial stressors. So not only do you have that, well, that was what your parents had too. So it's a little more difficult to go out and splurge when you have all these things that are vying for your money, right? All these different things that you need to spend your money on and you need to budget for. So you set reasonable expectations and reasonable amounts of money to be spent And so you yourself don't have as much expendable funds as maybe your grandparents do when their needs and wants and long-term expenses aren't as tangible or as on the horizon as yours feel. And maybe they themselves, when they were growing up, they didn't have as much opportunity. Maybe they didn't have, you know, if you think about the toys that were available when they were younger, they weren't as plentiful right? We had more metal-based toys, more, um, you know, made in the USA toys. I'm not even going to get into any political discussion, but it is the reality. Um, So we definitely had more toys that were, you know, they had less. They had less toys available, less toys at the toy store. We didn't have Amazon. You couldn't just click a button and have something show up on your doorstep the next day. And now everything is available at our fingertips. So much is made with just cheap plastic and cheap materials, and it can be here in the blink of an eye, and you never even have to leave your home. So it's one, more plentiful. Toys are more plentiful. And two, it's easier to get them. And three, it's probably cheaper than things were back in their day, right? 
I know it doesn't feel that way, but when you think about how much is available, things actually can be a little bit cheaper. And then as parents, like I said, they didn't have as much money. They were thinking about more long-term choices than they are now because now they have a little more freedom to give more. (laughs) All right. And the third reason I want to talk about why grandparents gift so much is just think about how much joy a gift brings, right? When we think about presents, we think about opening up and then all the joy that is right there in that moment and how exciting it is to see a present. And you just see that on your children's face. And so unfortunately, we think like, oh, more is better, right? So if we get more presents, we're going to have more joy. And if we have more stuff under the tree, it's just going to be that more, much more magical. But that is not how it works. And I think we can see that as the parent who then has to go home with all of these toys and, th- and sees that now it creates more stress, more choice. You have these diminishing returns, right? So too much of a good thing actually exists. Um, and I think that's why there is this rub between getting all these presents and grandparents bringing so much in and or other generous family members, and then you as the parent having to sit on the back end, seeing all this stuff that comes in going, oh, but I know this is just going to cause more mess, more chaos, more stress in the end past this moment of joy. Okay. So we can talk about that with our, gra- with our parents later, right? But let's talk about what we should actually do if we have grandparents or parents uh, that give too many gifts to our children, right? Okay, so the first thing we can do now, aside from having that conversation, right? Because I know a lot of you have had that conversation. You've asked multiple times. I hear this all the time. I am blue in the face because I have talked so much about how we don't need more stuff and I've asked them not to buy stuff, and I've asked and asked and asked, and they still continue to buy, right? Well, at some point, you might just have to say, okay, this just isn't going to work. And I've asked them multiple times, and I've given them my reasons, and they're just not listening to me. So you just have to understand that, okay, maybe they're going to buy me a bunch of presents or my kids a bunch of presents. And that's just how they are, and I'm not going to change them, but I can make the change in my All right, so that's what this next section is going to talk about. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. 
Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. I want to talk about what to do when we've gotten past that point of they're not actually going to, uh, you know, stop buying presents. So what do we do? Because we can complain about it, but we actually have to fix it, right? Let's change it and make our life better because if they're not going to make a change, then we can do it ourselves. So the first is to clean out the old toys and the new, right? Easy, simple, but we definitely need to do this. Ask your kids to gift items to others, right? This one we can do. It's so simple. I know this is a little late this year, right? Because obviously it's after Christmas and you've already gotten your presents, but we can plan for next year and we can go ahead and put it on our calendar. You all have a phone, right? Grab your calendar, put a note on there that says it is toy cleaning day, right? And then that way, you know, when next year comes around, you go, oh, okay, right. It's toy cleaning weekend. And actually, I recommend doing this the week before Thanksgiving because that's when all the, you know, Thanksgiving holiday shopping deals. I mean, right now they all start beginning of November. So by the time you get to Thanksgiving, you've had a couple of weeks of things telling you that they're going to be on sale. And you can then say, all right, let's clean out what you don't want or things you're not playing with. And then it helps them understand what they do want when they go to make those lists. And that's another thing we'll get into in just a second. But that is my favorite way to do that is to start the clean out, of course, way before the holiday season. But you're listening to this now, so I'm going to give you some advice now. When you are starting to put the toys away, right? Now you've got all these toys. They're probably totally taking over your living room and we need to take them and put them in the kids' room. Well, this is also a great time for your kids to now know what they have coming in and you can ask them. You can say, okay, well, let's go through what's already in your room so we can make space and make room for the new toys that you acquired. And so this will be helpful because they will be able to see stark contrast what they have coming in and what they have going out. And we have to make sure we have room for everything. So if you don't get rid of enough of the old toys, then what new toys are not coming in? Because we don't have enough room for all of the things that came in. And so these are going to be decisions that they can make. And you might be surprised. I know you're probably thinking there's no way my kids would ever do this. They're going to want to keep everything. You might be surprised. Just ask them, give them the opportunity to surprise you and let go of some of these toys. Now, of course, when you are cleaning out these toys, it's going to be easier now that they see all the new toys to let go of the older toys because we we do this. This is human nature. This is every single one of us. So don't get mad or don't get down on them when they understand that, oh, okay, um, you know, now I can get rid of this old stuff because I have all this new stuff. All right. The second thing you can do when you had way too many toys come into your home over the holiday season is to actually box up half of the toys before your kids even play with them right? Okay, we know that there's a lot. Depending on how many they are, they probably won't even miss some of them. So maybe you can box them up and put them away and then bring them out periodically over the next few months, right? This way, they're still getting that new toy. They're having that excitement of the new toy, but it's not everything all at once. It's not overwhelming and they can play with one new toy at a time. So that is my second favorite way of kind of curbing that overwhelm when there is just too much at once, right? Because kids, again, just like all of us, our attention spans are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so if we can help them with less choice, it will help lengthen that attention span and just make it so that they will actually play with the toys they have. Think about when you're at a buffet and there's so many different things and you want to try all of them because it looks amazing. So you take a little bit of everyone and before you know it, your plate is full and there's no way you're finishing all of the food on there 
because it's just too much. So you take a little bite of this, you take a little bite of that, but you don't get to really enjoy and savor the amazing things that are there because you tried to take a little bit of everything and then it all kind of just mixes and melds together and it's not as good as if you just concentrated on one at a time. And that is kind of what it's like when there's too many toys that come into your home. So if you can box up half of them and just give them slowly over time, it's much easier. And then the kids can enjoy each toy as it's brought out. Another way you can curb some of the toys that are coming into your home is actually taking them back to your parents' home when you go visit. So the next time you go visit your parents after the holidays and they've brought in all of these toys, go ahead and box up some of them, take them over to their home And then you can declutter the old toys from their house and bring in the new toys. And that way your kids have the new toys at their grandparents' home, at your parents' home. And there's not as much in your home, but they're still getting to play with the toys. Now, of course, this is wonderful if you live close to your family. That is not how uh, things work in our home. We live too far away. But if you do live close, this is one of my favorite ways to Uh, cut back on all the toys in your home, but your kids still get all of the things that they uh, got for the holidays. So it's wonderful. There's a couple more things on this list. Number four is to send a specific gift list. Now, our poor parents have known from the start that we were very picky and particular in the toys that came into our home. And so we've always sent a very specific list for them. And that way they didn't feel, um, you know, it was easier for them. They knew exactly what our daughter would want. They knew that we would like these toys and wouldn't just get rid of them right away. And so we had set that expectation early. If it was something we didn't like, it wasn't going to stay in our home. So that is definitely one of the ways, you know, they can learn the hard way if they're not willing to listen to you, uh, that the toys just don't get to stay in the end. You do not have to keep them all. Once they're a gift and they are in your home, you are welcome to let it go. I know that's easier said than done, but after the first couple times, they start to get the picture. I know that's a little bit harsh, uh, but you can decide how much you want to continue living with too much stuff in your home and accommodating someone else or push back a little bit and stop accommodating everyone and their needs and work on what really works for your family. Okay, so again, sending a specific list has been wonderful because that way our daughter gets what she wants. She gets enough stuff where she feels like she has gotten the gifts and hasn't been left out and doesn't go back to school. I know, again, it's not all comparison, but kids are kids and they're going to talk about stuff and they're going to talk about what they got for the holidays and they're going to ask be asked to write about it at school and, you know, they're going to be comparing. So there is that going on. So again, I'm not saying don't get any gifts for your kids. I'm not saying get them everything under the sun. There's a happy medium. There is an a moment where there is enough presence that they are enjoying and getting the new things and getting the things they need. They don't always have to be toys. It can be we got hairbrushes and socks and clothes in addition to some toys this year and other things like markers and things like this. So things we will use, but it's still enough that it's new and she appreciates it and it's all stuff that we're going to use versus just superfluous stuff. Now she's 10, so it's getting a little bit easier, but when she was little, we still did all of that stuff too. And then number five on what to do when grandparents give too much stuff is kind of starting again from the beginning, but next year, give yourself permission to not actually buy as much. We did not buy a lot of gifts for our daughter this year. The physical gifts were coming from grandparents, aunties, cousins. That's where the physical gifts came from. The 
experience gifts and things like that come from us. We do more of a family trip. We'll go somewhere. We'll do something. That is the gift that she's getting from us. This year, we've done a pass to Disneyland. We live in Southern California, so we get a discount on a pass. And so that has been the gift that we're going to give her this year. And we haven't done Disney since she was four. So it's really nice now that she's a little bit older and she's into Star Wars. We're going to do Star Wars World. She's into Avengers. So we're going to go do the Avengers World and California Adventure. And so it's nice that she is excited to go do these things again. And we waited a really long time for this one because we wanted her to be old enough to remember it and to experience it and get everything out of it. So that was our experience gift this year. And I feel very lucky that we live an hour and a half away from Disneyland. And it's something that we can uh, do without having to do a giant commitment, but absolutely works really well if that is something that is in your budget and in your time frame to be able to do something like a nice experience. Otherwise, we'll talk about experience gifts in just a second, but I just wanted you to know that you don't have to buy the physical things yourself. You can let your family buy the physical gifts and then you as a family can do something together that's a memory building and that kind of stuff that will last a lifetime versus just the toys that, of course, they will remember playing with the toys, but the experiences are really where it's at. So keep that in mind. Number six on my list is to give experience gifts, right? So we've talked about different kinds of gifts to give. And again, this is now after the fact, I understand, but let's plan for next year and why experience gifts are so amazing and how you can make them more palatable for grandparents because I know grandparents are like, I don't want to give experiences because there's just, there's nothing then for them to unwrap, right? I've heard that countless, countless, countless times. So let's make it better. All right. So if experiences are hard and if you get pushback on those, here's what I want you to do. I want your, the grandparents or your parents to include a small tangible gift. And here's a few ideas for that. If they're taking them to an amusement park, have them wrap up a t-shirt. So the kids can open a t-shirt and know that's where they're going to get to go. They get to wear their t-shirt then on the day that they go to the amusement park. So it works multiple ways. Another thing, if they're going to go to the zoo, maybe you can have them give them an animal stuffy, their favorite animal at the zoo. And then that way they have their stuffy that they get to unwrap and say, oh, we're going to the zoo. And again, print out fake tickets. Like you can find all sorts of stuff on Canva or Etsy that has like just Uh, templates for you to fill in, a gift certificate template for you to fill in, or honestly, just write it on a piece of paper that you're going to this place. And this is a gift that is the gift card, right? And then with the tangible in it. So they know that they're actually going to this place. If your kids are into cooking, maybe you, the grandparents can do a cooking class with them and they can wrap up an apron. If they're into museums, you can get them a book about one of the exhibits at the museum or Like if they're into dinosaurs, you can get them a dinosaur book. Or So there's lots of ways you can incorporate a small gift that is less obtrusive than a whole bunch of presents and then have this wonderful experience with them. And then again, making sure that they are sharing this experience together, right? This isn't just a, hey, here's some tickets, you go have fun. No, this is, I want to take you as the grandparent. I want to take you to the zoo. I want to take you to the museum. I want to do this cooking class with you. And then doing them together. And that way they get to build more of a relationship and they understand what the children like and what they need and who they are as people Versus just, hey, here's some presents, right? So it's not just about less stuff in your house. It really is about building that bond together and really understanding. And as I get older, 
the older I get and the more I want to connect with my family and my nephew and niece and all of those things, I understand why those experiences are so much more important than just sending them a gift, right? It's it's all that time. Time is really the gift that keeps on giving and we all have less of it today. So the more time you can give, the better that present actually is. All right. And so then if they do end up giving that experience gift, one thing that I love to do is then create a photo book at the back end of that, right? So they go and they spend this day, take a lot of pictures, create a small little photo book. You can do it on Shutterfly, on Mixbook, on all sorts of things. I will link to some of my favorite uh, resources in the show notes for where to create these photo books. You can get these whipped up so quickly and they are wonderful and they're great for your kids to be able to look back on. We have some of those from my mother-in-law and they're so great and it's so nice to be able to look back. And the pictures, I know people are like, oh gosh, I'm going to do this photo book. It's got to be professional quality. No, they don't. The kids don't care. They just want to look back and they remember and they love it and they love looking through those books. So that is one of my favorite ways to really make those experience gifts stand out. But if the grandparents are hesitant on giving experience gifts, I want to help you make the whole process more palatable for them. Because this is where it really goes off the rails. You say, we want experiences. They say, but that's too hard. Or that's too expensive. Or that just isn't going to be as much fun. There's not going to be as much joy. I'm not going to get to see them open that present and experience that joy, right? So here's where we can actually make this a reality for ourselves. And there is going to be a little work on our end, on the front end, but it makes it so much better on the back end, okay? So one, I want you to make it easy. Remember, Amazon is so simple to use. And that is why it's really hard because that's what you're competing against. You are competing against one-click ease of ordering a present, searching for anything you want online and being able to say, buy it now and ship it for me immediately. Free shipping, all of that jazz. This is what you're dealing with. So you have to compete against that, knowing that you need to help with the research, right? So just like you would send them a physical list on Amazon or they can Google top gifts for 10-year-olds in 2023, you need to say, here's what my kids are really into. Help them do the research. This is a place I really think that they would love. And I know that's a pain. Like, trust me, I get that that is not fun and that is not something you really wanna do. But if you don't wanna deal with all the stuff in your house, Then you need to put in a little effort on the front end and say like, okay, hey, that is great. You want to get them a physical gift. This is the one physical gift they would love. And then I would love it. They would love it to go do this, this, or this with you. And it would be so wonderful. And then talk about how much they've been wanting to do something or you've been wanting to do something. We have been, let's say, we'll take my family, for example. We live in San Diego. Well, Legoland is really close by. Gosh, we have been wanting to go to Legoland. Our daughter loves building Legos. We have been wanting to go to Legoland for so long. Do you think you could get us a gift card to Legoland? I know a whole pass is way too much, but we would absolutely love a gift card to Legoland. And then when we buy the pass, it actually comes with a buddy pass. So next time you're in town, let's all go to Legoland together and we'll take pictures and we'll put it together in a book. You don't even have to tell them that part if you don't want. But you have all of that. And so then you're talking it up and you're telling them and you're saying like, oh my gosh, our kids saw this. Their friends went here. They really want to go. It would be wonderful if we could do this all together, right? Talk it up and make it something that's exciting and they're interested in doing. 
And like I said, make it more memorable with that photo book. You will be shocked at how much more on board your parents will be with experience gifts when there is that tangible book to look back on. And then as they go through, they can talk about how much fun they had with their grandkids doing the thing. And then the grandkids can come back and say, oh, look at that book, right? And then they'll point to the pictures. It's a wonderful experience. So please trust me, the picture book is totally worth it. And it's worth the investment because it will pay dividends next year when they want to do another experience and make another gift and do it again and again and again. And that's where the bond and those relationships really are built is with that time. Another thing you can do is to remind the grandparents about what they remember. Ask them about what they remember from when they were kids. Is it more of the toys they had or is it more of the experiences and the time and the the special people in their life? Ask them. Try not to feed too much, right? Try not to like push them in one direction or the other, but just ask them and see what comes to mind because if it is the people in their life, this is your perfect winning situation where you can say, that's what I want. That's what I'm looking to share with our family. And if all else fails, one thing you can do before the next big gift-giving holiday rolls around, so maybe you have birthdays coming up, have your parents or the the kids' grandparents come over and help with a decluttering session. When they see how much work you have done, when they see how much stuff the kids already have, it makes it much easier and they are much more likely to get on board and say, whoa, yeah, we put in a lot of effort to get that decluttered. Or they already have so much stuff. I don't want my present to get lost um, along the way. And so that is one really great way where you can get them on board is by inviting them along the way on this decluttering journey with you. Have them be a buddy. Have them help you. Say, hey, can you come uh, watch the kids for a little bit? I'm going to declutter. And then have them watch you take the bags of stuff out of the house. When they realize, wow, huh, okay, maybe we gave some of that stuff, right? It can be, try not to make it harsh, try not to like rub it in their face, but when they can join you on the journey of actually getting your home in order, it is much more likely that they will join you in not being part of the problem on the front end where they're bringing all that stuff in. So I wish you all a wonderful holiday season. I know some of these tips are kind of on the back end. But if you did get too much stuff, think about taking some of it back. You do not have to keep all of the gifts, even if it's just for store credit. You'll be able to get other presents and things along the way. Um, So it's definitely worth looking through what you received. If some of it is still boxed up and hasn't been opened and you can return it, that is 100% acceptable. The gift and the love was in the giving and the receiving. It doesn't have to be in the keeping. Okay. So I wish you all the best this holiday season. With that, I want to turn it to you. I want to know which of these tips or mindset shifts helped you the most. I would love to know. Please send me a DM on Instagram or comment on this post and share it with the world. I'm wannabe clutter-free on the social channels, so you can find me over there. Or is there something else that you do in your life that helps? Well, come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and share it with the community. There will be a discussion thread for this episode, and we would love to chat with you in the comments. If you have something that has worked for you, please, please, please share it. I know there's lots of other mamas in there that would love to know uh, what has worked for you. And as always, thank you for joining me today. I am so grateful you are here, and I cannot wait to ring in an amazing 2024 with you. If you made it this far, just a reminder to share this episode with someone special in your life. 
And for extra credit, you can also leave a rating and a review for the show. It will only take a minute and it means so much to me. So thank you for helping me out. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Join me next week for a talk about resolutions, goal setting, and what I recommend you actually do if you want to make a change in your life. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. Until next time, keep decluttering, keep moving forward, and take a moment to enjoy all the special relationships in your life. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.